Here we are. Right. Cheers. Cheers. To minding your own business. To minding your own damn business. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. With that being said, we're going to get this thing started. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind Your Own Business podcast with DJ B. I am DJ B. And my very special guest to my left is Tristan Ringler. What? Ringler. I said your last name wrong? It's fine. It's Winger. Winger? Yeah. Say it again, because I said it wrong that time, too. <laughs> Winger. Winger. One R at the end. Mm. Not Wrangler like the jeans. I swear to God, every time I see your last name, I think Wrangler with an I. You know what? That sounds like an opportunity for me to get into the jean game. Right. I've known this man for over a decade, and I still got his last name wrong, mm. and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I never actually had to say your last name out loud. You didn't. You haven't. No, I can. I type it, and like by the time I get to <laughs> W, it just like auto pops up. Right, because there ain't that many niggas named Tristan with a D. Right, and Tristan J. Like right. your stage name is easier to like Tristan J W. Like you. The Google search options like you pop up. Yeah. That's t- I do? Yep. Absolutely. With a picture. With a picture. Pop. Sure. That's fucking tight. <laughs> I ain't know that. Can you tell everybody who you are and what you do, please? Uh what's up? Tristan J. Winger. I act. I entertain. And um I'm an LA nigga. Right. That's how I know him from being an actor, entertainer, LA nigga. Because I too am an actor entertainer LA nigga we have worked together on a whole lot of projects before he was popping and a couple of projects after he was <laughs> yeah and, oh that's Danny <laughs> wait is that something you do every time and oh that's Danny that's his that's his handle his his social media name is oh that's Danny that's, that's right thing. so I gotta that's pretend right. like I forget him and then go back to introducing them, except that one time where I did actually. Introduce <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Yo, that kind of reminds me of like on Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel when like he always says, "Oh, sorry, we ran out of time for Matt Damon." Sorry, at the end, <laughs> he does that every episode. He's done that for like ten years or some shit. Yo, him and Matt Damon probably have the best relationship because of that. That's cute. <laughs> so I wanted to talk. Uh, I wanted to start with Vince. I want to talk about Vince. Yeah. Vince. So, um, who's the writer on? Who's the writer on Bigger? So they do have a writers' room, um, but the creator is Felicia Mary. Okay. And uh, season one showrunner, executive producer Devon Shepard, who is they they are so fucking ridiculous and hilarious and intelligent as fuck. Like they're so damn funny. <laughs> just even just when we're just talking between takes or whatever at dinner or on a. a a video call or some shit they're just so damn funny outside of like just writing the show mm-hmm. so that's why like in my opinion the show is just so damn funny it's because they funny as fuck i was watching and i was like whoever's writing this show do they watch my story because i definitely am the dj and on the f word i had a whole season where i had a white girlfriend that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right i was like yo that's right i'm so ashamed of how much i just relate to vince <laughs> like, <laughs> why Okay, so um, who is Vince? Like, why? What's so What's so amazing about Vince? I like Vince. Vince is dope to me because, like, when we saw him, when we got introduced to Vince in the first season, mm-hmm. DJ, he's like hella like 
uh, he he's real like he's down to earth and shit like the nigga only uses vinyl yeah. like he don't use usb he don't use laptops and shit it's like nah nigga i got crates and his voice but he's like nah nigga i got crates and i ain't bring no laptop you know that's fake and shit you know every all these apple music djs and shit nah nigga i got a playlist ass djs yeah right? apple music ass playlist and so like but his style matched his fucking view of <laughs> of music and shit like this nigga wore Oh, fucking 3x tall tees 4x tall tees velour sweatsuits uh, <laughs> old ass like air force ones uh after you film you get to keep those though nah nah uh, I, I don't want them i i i'm gonna <laughs> say yo you gonna rsvp to all the 2000s parties and be the flyest nigga there yo that's true if you could just keep your vents closed mm-hmm. i literally was thinking that like yo he's gonna be that guy when he shows up to them 2000s parties yeah, I didn't even think about that. That would have been a good idea. At least a couple of them. That yeah. that iceberg sweatshirt was kind of fun. Yo, that was in the second season. That one was fly as fuck. There were a couple outfits in the second season where I was like, yeah, I would wear that. Right. And that. And then especially like when we did our like key art, when it had on like the fucking the jacket that was green. Uh, it was well, it was purple on the billboard, but it's actually green and shit. Mm-hmm. That was a eight hundred dollars shirt. I was like, I see why I like this. Thing. <laughs> No wonder this shit feels nice. Like the clothes, everything about the damn show was fly. Clothes fly, music was fly, script was fly, acting was fly, everything was dope. It's fly. You know, it's funny. I was watching it with a girl, mm-hmm. and she was saying how much she likes that show because the hair and the makeup on the women were on point. Yeah. And I was like, you are looking at this show through entirely different eyes than I am because yeah. I never would have noticed that. Right. And but now we do. And shout out to Derek J and his team. Uh, on the hair, so dope. Shout right. out to all them. And I think it's I think it's dope because of the you get to be front and center for BET Plus. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, and BET Plus. I gotta say the content on BET Plus is literally like a lot better than a lot of stuff we've seen on BET for a long yeah, time. You know, it's the premiere, it's the premiere service. Mm-hmm. Like, when when I found out that BET Plus was a thing and that our show was going to be on BET Plus and then I read, like, the script for the first episode and saw what was in the first episode of the series, I was like, okay, they are doing BET HBO. BET meets HBO. I'm like, for yes, sure. this is the shit. This is what we deserve. Fuck yeah. Let's get all this content on here. BET Uncut, grown up. I mean, honestly, <laughs> BET dope. Plus is BET Uncut. For sure. And, like, it's... It's... Bigger is... Seems to me that it should be the poster child of BET Plus. Mm-hmm. Because I watched the show... I watched the show for you. Word, thank you. And then I just started watching the show for the show. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, is the show called Bigger After Dicks? <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck is the show called Bigger? Because that girl, like, the first episode instantly, she was like, oh shit, I'm in love with the bigger dick. And that was kind of the, that was kind of the um, foundation of the storyline for about two and a half episodes. <laughs> so, I'm like, so, I mean, is this show named after dicks? It's, it's not. That just happened to be a hook <laughs> to, to get, you know, folks interested and also just to be fun as fuck but like it's literally about going after like bigger things in your life bigger things may be a bigger dick i don't know (laughs) but like for vents like the bigger thing is like 
better gigs because the nigga is DJing at a strip club with nobody in it during the day. That's it, that just seems so damn depressing. Have he was dying. He was He's in there DJing with vinyl at 11 a.m. with the stripper on stage with a broken leg. Like she got she a had, brace on. She had the whole brace from here to here, <laughs> dancing on stage and hobbling around. Her name was Pepper. That shit was fucking <laughs> joke. Yeah. Okay, and so. That made me want to ask you, mm. when you develop a character, do you notice that you normally, you you find yourself sympathizing with a person that you might not have normally sympathized with? Like, you understand the way they tick more? Because you kind of have yeah, to, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's that, and it's also like, well, what part of this character is like myself? Mm. Um, with, the imp- with the sympathizing part, it's like, when when we see a nigga that's got like old ass clothes on, it's like, damn, your clothes look brand new, but like <laughs> old at the same time. When was the last time I seen new Kanai? Is that? Is that? Exactly, <laughs> new Carl Kanai. Is that fucking? Is that Fat Farm? I thought Fat Farm got canceled with Russell Simmons. Right. That's a big ass. This is a big ass new T-shirt. Uh, and so now I understand. It's like these are people who are like purists, and it's like. Everything is for them. What's for them is for them. If it ain't for me, that's fine. I ain't got to have an opinion about it. But low-key, I still do have an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not for me. And that's okay. And it's for them. So I sympathize with that. The other part with um, Vince that I sympathize with is, um, like, his taste in music. Like, early 2000s music. Early 2000s, like, R&B and hip-hop. Like, nigga, start Neptunes. Like, it's just my shit. I ain't it's lie. Just... The stuff he was spinning, I was going up to. <sighs> It's just the sh- it's just the shit. It's what we grew up to. It's what we matured to. Like when we turned eighteen, this was like the era. For so sure. like it's it's my shit. And so when he was talking about this music, and when you know that white dude at the strip club was like a he was a Jewish father, and he was like, I want you to come spend at my kid's bar mitzvah. He's like, I love that Nelly and right. Ludacris. And it's my like, son does too. We raise him right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, and I feel it. Because now what are we hearing on the radio? Now what are we hearing in music? They're sampling the music from the early 2000s. Really and I'm are. like, this is wild. Because Kanye was sampling like 70s, 60s soul and shit. And now niggas are sampling 2000s R&B and hip hop. I was just talking about that with somebody else. Like, it seems like samples today are intentionally made so that the audience knows. I'm like, it might have been a song you heard at the club last week that mm-hmm. they sampled. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Whereas... In early, in the early two thousands, the like it seems like producers were going out their way to find samples that nobody even knew. Yes, they were they were crate digging a whole lot harder. Absolutely, because now it just exactly what you said. Now it just sounds like okay, what was popping back then? Where the party at? Yeah, let me sample where the party at. Which have I heard the sample of where the party at? No, I just might do it. But um, I've definitely heard like some Usher samples. I'm just like, whoa, this is nuts. This is nuts. Jagged Edge samples. That's insane. Brandy samples. I'm surprised I didn't hear that many on Drake's album. I was like, oh, okay, cool. More Brandy we, samples? No, I just mean like more, more like... sample samples. More samples that are like uh, from a later era. From uh-huh. like the 2000s. But then again, it's Drake. That nigga's the innovator. So like, we, we're not really going to get too much of that. You did get throat. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Throat that is the one. Yep. For sure. Yep. 
to to kind of go back a little bit, what were you doing before entertainment? Like, what jobs did you have? Or? Uh, before entertainment, the Apple Store. The Apple Store for sure. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Like the Apple Store, I was working at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store, repairing computers, phones, and relationships. Ooh. Right. Ex- explain the last one. So like. I mean, not that Apple needs a plug, but like with the Genius Bar, like, of course, like, you know, people come in with their broken screens on their phones. They have issues with their computer and shit. But like the third part is like repairing that relationship, the relationship that people have with their phones and with like the brand and shit. So it's like you empathize with the customer when they come into the into the store, because a lot of times people go into like some electronic store and then like, you know, they'll be ignored or like it's very transactional right. whereas the genius I, I bar is like yeah and just like we're just like all right broken screen great it's gonna be 250 dollars or some shit or whatever but it's like there's steps of service that apple has that like makes you see the person not just be like transactional see the product here's the price and pay it now it's just like making it more relationshipy mm. which like is what i'm about too so that's why i was like yeah i like this this is dope as fuck and it just helps in life with just seeing people for people and not seeing people as like brands or like what we see on Instagram is just like these highlights and shit. So it was on it. I definitely know I came to the Apple store like eight times and seeing it was like, Hey man, so like come on man, I'm trying to buy something like All right man, good luck with that. <laughs> I was like, No, this Apple just ain't ain't letting you discount everything like that. No, I mean it's different now, but like back then, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they radio me over the radio. I'd be like, "Listen, um, I know you. You know you have a friend in the store, but we do have other customers in the store. Just take your time, but we do have other customers in the oh, store. They are, they on your head in that walkie, huh? Yeah, but you know I get it. Right, and then was it was it a chill environment mm-hmm. working at the Apple Store? Working at the Apple Store is the easiest job one can have because people are coming in the store to either look at the cool shit or to buy the cool shit, and all I got to do is just be like. Hey, what's happening? You want to look at this cool shit? Want me to tell you about this cool shit? Want me to leave you alone? Okay, cool. <laughs> easy. Come and find me. My name's Tristan. I'll just be over here wiping this cool shit off. Like, right. easy job. The pay was way more than... <laughs> I won't say that because everybody's underpaid right now. Sure. But, like, the pay is way more than other jobs are offering. Mm. Probably, like, double what other jobs are offering. So it was, like, a dope experience, especially for, like, me wanting to follow my dream in entertainment they were letting me go to auditions in the middle of my shift oh yeah, just like beautiful. i was like thank y'all so when um because you're full-time in your entertainment career right now mm-hmm. right when were you able to do that so in 2017 uh i auditioned for a show a sketch comedy show for bet called 50 central with 50 cent and i auditioned for it it was maybe like a week after my birthday sending my tape forgot about it and then like a month and a half later my manager called me he was like hey so uh you booked 50 central i said what's 50 central uh, <laughs> he's uh, like remember the audition you did with all those characters i was like oh okay cool he's like yeah so you're gonna go out to new york for uh three months and shoot this show i was like okay and my first thought was like damn uh all right shoot well maybe i could take a leave of absence and like take my leave of absence and go back to apple da-da-da-da. told my store manager about it he was like no you just need to this is your opportunity you go. he's like you know I'm more than happy to welcome you back if you need it but I just hope you don't need it so well, well you know if you want to do a leave we can do that but I strongly recommend that you just resign that's hard <laughs> and so I took a medical leave so I could get paid 
So he was like, all right, fuck what you talk about. I'm going to take this leave anyway. <laughs> and then eventually I turned to my resignation. I was just like, let me get these free coins, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's when I was able to, like, uh, leave my 9 to 5 and have a new 9 to 5. Isn't that right, Blue? Yes. <laughs> um, any What other jobs did you have besides Apple Store? Before that, uh, Best Buy. Uh, before that was before that was Apple and then before that was Target so I worked at Target for like four years and I was a supervisor at Target and that was fine it was in West Hollywood there was a lot of folks in there I remember one time Brad Pitt came into into Target with one of the adopted children and uh and I remember they walked to the bathroom and they were coming from the bathroom and it was just so weird it's like they knew folks were taking pictures because he grabbed his adopted child's hand he was doing one of these <laughs> and it was just really awkward to me. I was See, like, no one else was like too camera ready for it was. For it a was walk through Target, right? Chest out, <laughs> shoulders back. Anna, come on, son. <laughs> Gorlami. <laughs> it was just like, what? What is going on? <laughs> our, our camera phones aren't even that great yet. We're right, still on the iPhone three G. What is this? <laughs> it was just interesting. But uh, that was that was uh, fine. That was a fine job. That was when I hit my, my double figures when I went from making like $7 an hour to $13 hey, an hour. I was like, say that. I can buy a Oh, snap. I'm buying that. new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Go downstairs to Subway sure, and, uh, and give me an ice cream from Ben and Jerry's. I don't have to stay on the $5 foot long list no more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no coupons for me. That's Bye, Jared. What was the, um, what was 50 Central like? So 50th Century was cool as fuck. Um, I met some dope-ass people. Shout out to Vince. And I'm going to get in trouble for remembering everybody's name as I sip my whiskey. Uh, Vince, Jazzy. Wow, I feel terrible. Mark. Wow. And wow, I feel terrible. A lot of times, if you don't know everybody's name, you just say everybody. Yeah. And I started naming names. Yeah. Because my character's name on 50th Century was Vince. And so I said Vince's name. And I was like, and now I got to say everybody's name. And Kia, I said everybody's name. And Fifty Cent, thank you, Mister Cent. <laughs> but uh, but Fifty Cent was dope as fuck. First of all, like this is my first time flying. No, it wasn't. Uh, they flew me out. They first put time us getting up. flown to New York. My first time getting flown to New York. Yeah, yeah. Flew out. Got flew out. <laughs> uh, went out there. They put us up in the hotel for three months. That shit was tight. Car service picked us up every day. To take us to set and back home, like that shit was just amazing. We went to like parties. Fifty Cent came and picked us up. Mm-hmm. He came and picked us up in his like uh, drop top Rolls Royce, and then had his gold Bentley behind it, like with a security guard. That nigga, I, he was on point. Uh, How many motherfuckers can you fit in the Rolls Royce? Uh, five of us in there. <laughs> I was lapped up. And then no, no, actually, uh. it's a big, it's a big car. <laughs> <laughs> Big car. <laughs> so he picked us up. I was riding with 50 Cent in, in his Rolls Royce. We were going to the, the fight. What's his name? Uh, AB? What's his name? Adrian, Adrian Broner. Broner. Adrian Broner fight. He lost. Uh, he does that sometimes. He does it a lot. Uh, <laughs> but he's, but he, he so, told me he doesn't lose any of those fights. I heard him say after every fight that he should have won that fight. Okay. <laughs> well he lost that fight that I went to alright but like 50 Cent he picked us up and when we were driving to uh what's 
what's what's that place? Barclays. It was at Barclays. He's got the top down, and he's fifty cent in New York. Yeah. So every time we stop, people are rolling down their windows, taking pictures, walking up to the car in the middle of traffic, and he's taking pictures. He's being friendly as fuck, and he taught us a valuable lesson to just be as personable as possible. He's like, this is what this is what celebrity looks like. So you gotta make sure you're just out there with the people if they're out here. They wanna take a picture with you, take a picture with them. If you can, you can do it. Cause this is what your this is what your life is now. We're never going back to that old shit. We're not going back to that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Fifty. Shout out to Fifty Cent. Honestly, he is so smart. Like all the shit you see online, the drama and shit. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, yeah. and he's always got like something coming out. Like he does it for a reason. <laughs> this nigga. Sure. I'm I'm pretty certain he's gonna own stars soon. Like what he's yeah, got all these dope ass shows that are killing it on stars. It's like he's the only reason anybody watches stars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a show that's not a fifty cent show on stars, just thank fifty cent for the ratings that you're getting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh cool, we got we got we got this many viewers. They they probably just it was on auto watch after power. <laughs> so just let that shit play. It's like, right. oh, okay, well, that was the last episode. Who was this? Oh, okay, tight. But um, New York was dope as fuck. Like, I just like being able to just hop on a subway. What time of year were you So that was summertime. So it was the perfect time. Oh, yeah, for sure. You might not have felt the same way if they had done that in November. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. Yeah. I would not have. I wouldn't have left my hotel. That would have sucked, actually. That would have really sucked. Mm-hmm. But uh, filming was dope. Shout out to Ian Gelfan. Uh, showrunner of that show as well. Um, just a good ass time. Fuck. Walked around Brooklyn. Yeah. That was dope. Saw a bunch of black people. It was dope. Anytime you can find black people in a place that you're not from, it's a good ass time, I feel like. Yep. When you put when do you when is the occasion where you pull the chain out? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I seen Jazzy pull the chain out last month. Uh-huh. I did see that and I was like, oh so my so I have on the chain. But, like, the pendant is in my mom's china cabinet because she was like, let me keep the pendant. It's a trophy, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like, uh, like if you ever got, like, a good, re- not good report card, but, like, a good, like, piece mean. of artwork you put up on a fridge or whatever. Or, like, I had, like, some trophies from my childhood that would be up. Like, that 50 Central pendant is, like, one of my trophies that my mom puts on display. She also has, like, a wall with, like, me and my brother's, like, accomplishments. Yeah. Like, up, like, she'll take. She'll take some of our Instagram posts and like get <laughs> and get them like so printed and framed. Canvases. And they be so blurry, yes. And they be blurry, <laughs> but on the wall. Cause she's so proud. It's like, all right, let, let us get you some like actual artwork of us For that sure. we can put up on the wall. Mom's dope. Yeah, let's talk about mom. Um, she's dope. I know she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted to get into. I definitely wanted to talk about your mom. Yeah. She's dope as fuck. So mom is dope. Uh, hey, calm down, bro. <laughs> 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 no, because um, I I remember knowing that you graduated high school early, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just one year early. Yeah, one year early. But that's a big thing going into college, right? Hell yeah, it is. And and your mom was a teacher, right? Uh huh. What did she teach? She taught uh, at the time, and for a long time, she taught third and fourth grade. Oh, okay. Says it for a long time. Um, but yeah, like my mom, she's just, she is an overachiever. So like that was like kind of put upon me. And so I just kind of had this idea of like how I wanted to do things. Like if I, if there was a project to do. So for example, I remember in high school, ninth grade, Miss, Miss Lamb's class, uh, we had to do these like cell, um, we had to do animal cell and plant cell like, um, 
diagram or whatever. Just draw it, put it on a piece of cardboard, turn it in, get your grade. My mom was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get, uh, what is that? It's like a foam board, like a poster board. And then we took styrofoam and then we cut out, we cut out shapes of cells. And then we use like hot glue guns and like the glitter glue to label uh, all the parts of an animal cell and a plant cell. And then we took toothpicks and put labels on those. It's like, and this is cytoplasm. And this is a cell wall. And this is da 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 da. I don't know how I remember all this shit. That's <laughs> but like, we would always, she would always be like, no, let's go the extra mile. And that just was like ingrained in me. It's like, I want to do more. Because this is basic. <laughs> and this is cool. And this will get me an A. But like, I just want to do more because like, that'll help me with my creativity. And it did. Like, we just continue to do that. I won first place in our science fair in high school every year except for my senior year because I didn't compete so i have three first place ribbons uh from the science fair shout out to mom, shout out to mom. how'd that go how'd that go get you girls in high school it didn't <laughs> it didn't like of course like i like girls a lot and i was i was just i was kind of shy a little bit and hella nerdy and i just was into the shit i was into mm-hmm. and like <laughs> i was really oh god i was really into girls so i remember one time let's see i think this was junior year and so I'm not going to say her name, but I remember one year I really I was always in love. Like since I was in like second grade, I was always in love with a girl. And so in 11th grade, I was in love with like three girls. And one of them I asked to be my Valentine. She's like, sure. And I could not believe that she said yes. I was like, OK, great. Went home, told my mom. I was like, mom, I got a Valentine. What should I do? And she's like, oh. That's so cute. You got a Valentine. Okay, here's what we do. So we went to Bath and Body Works, and Bath and Body Works, fellas, 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 they got these gift baskets that you could put together with all different scents. So it's like bubble bath and like the body spray and like some bath bombs, and like some bath salts and shit before niggas started eating them. And it's like you can put the shit together in a gift basket and then put it together and then give it to your girl. So that's what we did. We went and got the girl I liked, my Valentine, a gift basket. Now, my high school was strict. I went to King Drew Medical Magnet High School Medicine and Science. And we had to wear black, white, or gold. That was our uniform. But on this day, I was like, you know what? It's Valentine's Day. If I'm going to get in trouble any day, it's going to be this day. So I wore my brown suede jacket and I had some like Timberland chucker boots that were brown that matched my suede jacket. And I was like, okay. I'm going to put it on Big today. Stepper. That's right. <laughs> put that shit on. <laughs> went out there, went to school that day on Valentine's Day. My Valentine didn't come to school today. There with my bag. She didn't come to school. I was like, ah. Oh. So I'm walking around all day with this bag. That was like a Friday. Came to school Monday. I'll put this shit on again because for sure she's going to come to school today. She didn't come to school that day either. Wore the same jacket. Oh, <laughs> Boots, man. The only, the only nigga at the whole school without the uniform on. And still carrying a Valentine's Day gift. And, and she didn't and come to school that day. Blatant Valentine's Day gift. Yes. She didn't come to school. Wow. Tuesday. Put it on again. <laughs> oh, shit. She was like, oh, she's she coming back to school. She's going to see this. She's going to be back. And then, like, was King Drew that strict? Because you got away with this mm. fucking outfit. I just kind of hid. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I you're just kind of hid. Insecurity shit. And shit. Yeah. Uh, so the third day she that did adds come. a whole other layer to it, 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 it does. It does. I'm committed. <laughs> I'm committed as fuck. Third day, she did come to school, showed with my gift and my, my outfit and shit. She was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that we're Valentine's. And I was like, 
oh, okay, well, here's your gift. She's like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. No, no, I, I can't take it. I was like, yeah, she didn't give me shit. <laughs> she didn't give me shit. She, she didn't give me shit. And then, like, the next day after that, she, like, brought me, like, a gift card or something. I was like, oh, and the, and the card. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Right. Hug. Uh, uh, maybe this was, no, this just didn't What'd you go through, bro, after, after um, you found out she forgot about you on Valentine's Day, after you, like, in people's heads, you wore that outfit for five days. Because <laughs> the weekend counts. <laughs> if you wore it Friday and Monday, you wore it all weekend, and everybody this nigga had this shit on every like, day. Did this nigga ever go home? Like, <laughs> he just roamed the halls. Waiting for his high school. Right. Hello? Tuesday, the shit starts smelling different. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Hello? Um, but in my, you know, I think the, the best reference I can think of. Do you remember... Did y'all used to watch The Simpsons? Yeah. So, the, so the episode where Ralph Wiggum and Lisa Simpson, I choose you, choose you. Yes, yep. nigga. Yep. <laughs> 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 Ralph Wiggum got his heart broke by Lisa. Jesus Christ! So and hard. then it was on camera, and Bart was like, "Look, you could see the moment when his heart got broken." Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you went through when she forgot about Valentine's. Yes. Because you stalled her out Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, right? Yes. He was like, yo, you going to see me in this outfit because I choo-choo-choose you. I, I cho-cho-chose her. <laughs> and she said, no, 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 no. Because that was a popular song at the time. Damn, bro. I, I, I had similar high school experience, man. I definitely had. I was the same way. I was always in love with somebody hmm. all through grade school. And the then, first girl that just said hi to you, huh? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that could have been it. Right? Word. So, except you were you were ready to embrace it. Yeah. I was so nervous about what my friends was going to say, right? Word. So, Valentine's Day came around. I didn't even ask her to be my Valentine's Day. Like, I'm following you. I'm walking you to every single class that you got. I'm late to all of my classes because I'm walking your ass to class, right? And then after I get you to class, then the bell rings, then I run to my class. A gentleman. And that's every single class because I got her dying laughing all the time. I was like, oh, we're going to be together forever. We're always happy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Valentine's Day comes around and I get some flowers. And I had to take these flowers to 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 her lock. I knew her locker combination. Mm-hmm. Oh. We would, we would, like, like I was. It was very safe to say it was under the assumption that she liked me back Word. because of all the access she gave me to her. Right. Too soon. <laughs> right. So I like took some flowers. My homeboys was like, "You got some flowers, bro? Like, what are those flowers for?" And I was like. For my mom, don't mind business. <laughs> <laughs> Went to her locker and, shit, and then put it in there and just left. Like left a little note. I don't. I don't even think I left the note. I was like, she should know who this is from. Like, uh-huh. how many niggas got her locker company? You right? end up just like Prince Hakeem and coming to America. She thought that juicy headed nigga got her for sure. <laughs> that money in the collection plate. That might have happened. Looking Prince back Hakeem. on it, now that you say that. Anyway, <laughs> gave it a shit, and then my homeboys, 
like I'm always with her. I'm walking her to class every time she goes to class. At, to the end, all my homeboys is in class with her because you know mm-hmm. the honors kids hangs with the honors kids. You know what I mean? We do. We do. Uh, after I say I'm getting these flowers from my mom, and then she walks into class with these same flowers, mm-hmm. all my homeboys is like, "For your mom, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why niggas be embarrassed to like express love the vulnerability man and little kids make fun of you for everything (laughs) bro don't let it don't and don't let it be middle school because middle school kids are just the devil their hormones are just going crazy and they make fun of you for everything every damn thing ah this nigga shoelaces untied ah Ah, this nigga idiot (laughs) you're a fucking idiot don't you know you're tripping fall they need to put you on the short bus because you don't tie your shoes. Like, they'll beat <laughs> your self-esteem into the ground for nothing, though. And then they'll be like, ah, this nigga new name Laces. Ah, <laughs> you don't even go to Laces. Ah, stupid ah, fucking stupid. <laughs> and then don't give them an actual reason to work. I remember this time in middle school, bro. I, um, I was bored in class, and I had this pencil, and I kept wrapping it around this rubber band, right? Just wrapping it, wrapping it. Seeing how many times I could wrap it around this rubber band. <laughs> Everybody and it was that. getting tight. And I was like, pop! Nigga popped me right in the eye, right? Had to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. The doctor said I scratched my retina. So I had to, he did whatever he did, put the patch over my eye, right? And I'm in sixth grade, right? <laughs> the jungle, bro. This is the jungle. I went to school like this. <laughs> I was like, hoping nobody notices. I was like this, right? And I didn't know it at the time, but I had a bully too. It was this you didn't nigga know it at named the time. Marcus, and he would bully me every day. Every time he'll see me, he'd be like, and he'd just start chasing me. And if he caught me, he'll just start punching the shit out of me, right? And I have to fight him back. But I was like, I wasn't trying to fight you every day bro because for some reason you just wanted to punch me whenever you saw me it was legitimately on site every single time <laughs> you saw me. but it wasn't you. a right yeah <laughs> the funny thing is that was about 90 percent accurate like he would look at me and like his nostrils would flare and his eyes would get bigger and i would just run <laughs> And looking back on it, he was not my friend for that. No. Did y'all ever hang out? Did y'all ever have a conversation? I think. I don't know. Well, it, maybe. Maybe. Like, you like brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> but, so Marcus was chasing me one day because that's just what he did in the mornings. And his cardio. Just <laughs> come to first period, musty as fuck. <laughs> Start the day smelling like shit. Oh. Um, so then I tripped and fell in front of this class of eighth graders, oh, and then this came off, <laughs> and it was like, ah, he got an eye patch on, he got an eye patch, one eye willy, one eye willy. Right? I was like, oh no, they gotta call me one eye willy for the rest of my life. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't call me one eye willy after that day. They didn't even know me. Like the difference. Eighth graders and sixth graders just did not associate with each other in middle school. Like it was just like a whole nother level. Eighth graders were trying to be high school kids. 
and sixth graders were acting like they were above elementary school kids. Absolutely. So, so like they were kind of in two different lanes, but they took advantage to make fun of me that time. Word. <laughs> Word. But like, I just said all that to say, like middle school kids are the worst. High school kids are a little bit more mature, but they're still horrible too. I can't imagine high school kids now, cause like, nigga, there's Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Like, I can't imagine having all this shit in high Doc, school, Doc. and and also like them niggas use Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat. <laughs> I use that shit. I know they be getting jokes off on Snapchat and oh, other shit. Dude, like going in on somebody at the school for a day. Yes. And you can't get in trouble. With filters on this nigga. Like, ah, look at this nigga. Ah, uh, you got dog ears. You old dog face ass nigga. Uh, don't let it be that popping kid. Like the kid that got seventy thousand right. in tenth grade in high school, nigga. Like, mm, and it, and be a bully, and have a fucking verification badge. <laughs> a blue check bully in Damn. high school. Nigga. Blue a blue check bully. That's <laughs> the blue check bully. Ugh, that's disgusting. I feel like you should not be able to get a verification badge until you turn twenty one. I hope that's a thing. It, like, I hope that's a thing. Because like, you know it's not. You know it's not though. Because like that's like classism <laughs> <laughs> in high school. And then it's like, oh, well, that's Tyrese. He got a fucking verification badge. Yeah. I don't know why Tyrese would have a verification badge, but that's his name <laughs> for the purpose of this fake student that I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, just tell us about your upbringing, where you grew up. Where uh, he, here, nigga, I'm from down the street, uh, South Central LA, born and raised. What part uh, of South? What part of South Central? What Man. gangs was near where you were? Man, I still live here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the forties. Oh, okay, it's the forties. Yeah, so, that's the type shit. That's close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but man, my upbringing has been, again, shout out to mom because like, I live in a house that her and her family grew up in. Mm-hmm. So this house has been in our family since 1970 Beautiful. and it's 2021. So that's what, 51 years? If I'm, no, 41, no, 51 years. Uh, cause I know math. Um, yeah. And so like, in that's, order to like, good math, I didn't double check it. Yeah, man. I'm going to look major. back on this episode and see if it was actually good math. But it is. Okay. Yeah, trust me. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, shout out to my mom because, like, she's a teacher. She went to, she went to Crenshaw High School. She got to see the world because she toured ballroom dancing. Like, and so she wanted that experience for us. She wanted us to have an experience outside of our neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. she always found, like, shit for us to do, whether it's, like, t-ball or like we showed an interest in skateboarding and inline skating so she bought me my first skateboard bought my brother's first pair of like ro- she bought us both our first pair of roadways but and we would like go to the beach we go to venice beach and just like skate all day mm. come back home musty shit yeah <laughs> but we just be out of the neighborhood just seeing different shit she would take us to shows i remember we went on a road trip to las vegas and Laughlin, nevada and we went to shows in las vegas we saw uh Shit, what is the name of that show? Can't remember. Oh well. Uh, Cirque du Soleil was one of the shows we saw. Um, but like, she just gave us different shit that sparked our interest. Yeah. Like, which is why, like, I'm in entertainment, and my brother is also in entertainment. He's just not in front of the camera. Right. Like, it's just because my mom was just like, "Cool, let's see what what you like, what interests you." Um, shout out to her. 
So I wanted to ask that because usually when people have parents that are educators, mm-hmm. they emphasize like stability in the workforce a lot. A thousand percent. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. But your mom also had was a touring ballroom dancer. Yeah. So like what is what is what is the encouragement like with your mom as far as you being in an entertainment in an entertainment space? Because the stability here is just like non existent. Work. Uh until you reach a certain level. Which I'm close to. Which I'm close to. Uh, is it is it that thing? Is it maybe? I mean we'll see. Right. Once right. I get there. And now you're almost there, bro. Uh, I feel like I'm right I'm close. I'm so close. For sure. But I'm um, like <clears throat> I remember right before I booked bigger, like stop making me people are watching. <laughs> yeah. Side note, <laughs> I, I watched I watched the one with Animal and like she was looking that shit out of your knuckles. I was like, this nigga must have got some salty knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what she does, man. <laughs> but um, like prior to booking bigger, like it was in between Fifty Central and Bigger, so like we didn't get renewed for a second season for Fifty Central. And that was in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't book bigger until March 2019. So in between that, it was like, I need money. Yeah. So like, I was like, well, I'm not going to go back to Apple because like, I'm not going backwards. So I was like, what can I do? I guess I'm going to drive for Lyft. I'm just going to drive around and make money and pay my bills. Yeah. So that's what I did. Even like, I remember like right after my auditions, I got in my car, put my little light Mm-hmm. Bar my fucking dashboard and drove around for Lyft, and then I booked bigger, and then threw that shit away. Um, so during that time, like my mom was like, you know, Tris, I know you love acting and entertainment, but maybe you should see if you can get your job back. You know, you have to pay your bills. You know, you always have a home to live. We're we're never gonna throw you out, but like, you need to be making money. But in my mind, I was just like, I can't go back to clocking in. Because that's one that's going backwards and also like I that ruins my momentum. And so I just had to I had to just hear those words over and over again from my mom because she was concerned. Yeah. Because, you know, our parents don't want us to struggle. They they want us to succeed. They don't want us to have to face any kind of a hardship. Yeah. And so like my mom was no different. She wanted to make sure that I was able to take care of myself. Because otherwise she was gonna do it, but she didn't. She didn't want to have to do it. I get that. So like, um, I I did what I had to do. I took classes when I could. I put shit on the credit card and paid that shit off eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's very supportive. I feel like she has Google alerts turned on for my name because she be telling me shit like Yo, mamas do that. I think they do. Mama's I think my really mom does because she's like, hey Tris, oh I read that article before I even like posted it or said anything. I'm just like. Do you Google my name every morning? <laughs> or do you have Google alerts turned on? Because I have them turned on for myself so I can just see shit. Um, but like I feel like she does. I feel like she she she's very supportive. Me and and my brother. Like anytime anything happens, she's like she knows it. So you and have Google alerts on for yourself? You stay on absolutely. top of your you stay on top of your press? Yeah. I mean, I know that you have a you're heavy on social media. Yeah, I've taken a little step back though, just because it's getting a little nasty and strange so like i'm taking a step back on twitter there's just so many opinions that folks take as fact and it's just it's a lot and it can skew like i know because i'm very impressionable Mm -hmm. even at my big age of 35 like i'm still an impressionable person so like sometimes i will consult twitter 
for an opinion before I make a decision on how I feel about something. And that's not that's not good for lack, not, of a, for lack of a better a smart, phrase. It's not the smartest way to live. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and it's like I don't want to do that. So I removed Twitter from my phone. It's on my iPad. Instagram, same thing. It's not on my phone. It's on my iPad. So I can only access it when I'm at home if I want to. Ah. And so like um... I forgot what you said. You said something about me being heavy on social media. You you see, I said, I noticed you have Google Alerts on. Yeah. Because you're really heavy on, on social media. Yeah. And you saying you're taking a step back from that. Yeah. Um, because it felt like, because of the way that I am and the way that I was raised and the way that, I was about to repeat myself, the way that I am. Because uh, I want to perform. And so like on Instagram, it's like I'm tempted to just be like, and here's what I'm doing. Here's where I'm at. And it's like... I don't need niggas to know where I'm at and what I'm doing all the time. Jazzy do it. She do it. She's got one point whatever million followers. And if you and did it, I, you would have one point whatever million followers. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jazzy. I love Jazzy. But I just, I don't. But now her boobs are way bigger than yours. But it's way bigger. Look how flat my shit is. What am I supposed to do? I hate you. So yeah, like. You wouldn't have any just, I just wouldn't. So I decided I'm not going to get an augmentation to match <laughs> to match so like i'm just gonna take a step back from ig um but yeah um yeah i feel like you know i would document things for myself mm-hmm. and i don't need to give so much of myself to the public like i i love performing like and getting paid for it yeah yeah, yeah. And, and being like an entertainer um that's a lot of fun but like the Instagram thing, the Twitter thing, like I'm, I'm starting to limit my, limit myself because, oh. like, eh, I'm okay. I this get, isn't as fulfilling as it used to be I because totally like, when Instagram first came out, we were just posting photos and be like, look at this filter that looks like it was from the 1930s. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's and now so... it's something. Now it's a, just a marketplace. We just selling shit. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, let me put out some merch. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. I literally put Instagram posts out so that I can solidify a moment in my professional career. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, if it's a real thing in my professional career, I got to do a post. Like my, my semi, like my semi real life or the live action of my real life, Mm -hmm. I put in my stories. Mm -hmm. But then when I was like, the world needs to know that I have been doing this, I'll put it as a post. Like a post on Instagram is like, is concreted as a thing in your in your professional life. Yeah. In a sense, in in the space we're in. Yeah, it's a bullet point. Yeah. It's for like sure. and here's a here's a literally a post. Here's a goal post. Mm-hmm. I just accomplished this goal and now the world needs to see what happened. And I'm still gonna do that because I'm just like, cool. There is a little bit of branding shit I need to do. Like people need to see like casting directors or whoever are going to look at my page. Mm-hmm. When they Google me they want to see, oh okay, oh he's verified. Oh he's got twenty thousand followers. Oh, okay, and he's right. That'll he's help our viewership. Actually. Like, cool, and and yes, I definitely want some fucking uh, corporate money. Like, let me get a fucking sponsor. <laughs> let me get a sponsor. I will change my motherfucking tune, nigga. I feel the fuck out of that. Let me let me get a fucking Converse or a Nike, nigga. What? That made me want to ask you about cancel culture. Okay, is that another reason why you step back from social media? Yes, it's strange. It's strange, and <laughs> Dave. Chappelle said it in his latest stand-up. Twitter is not a real place. The shit doesn't... It doesn't really matter. Like, there are some heinous things that happen in the world that need, that are being addressed, that get addressed. And, like, 
them. Niggas definitely deserve to be canceled and put in fucking jail, under the motherfucking jail. Yeah. But like for for simple shit that like I don't agree with this shit. I don't like that shit that they said. I'm gonna cancel them and I'm gonna rally a bunch of people to cancel them as well. It's very stupid. <laughs> it's very dumb. Like it's like this nigga has an opinion. You don't agree with it, so you're gonna be like, let's cancel his career. Let's end his shit. No, fuck that. That's real dumb. Fuck that shit. For lack so, of better people, Tory Lanez said that one time. Too. However, <laughs> however, like, yo, I'm not canceled. It's just a bunch of niggas talking shit on Twitter. Nah, nigga, you shot yeah, Megan yeah. in the feet. Hey, bro, I, I feel vi- I, I play a lot of parts. Mm. I feel. Skeptical whenever I, I haven't stopped playing Tori, mm-hmm. but I I put I, I'm walking on eggshells when I'm playing Tori. Like, you know what I'm saying? And fade in, right? I don't have a problem not playing R. Kelly, yeah, because he's just a whole nut. He's a, a whole nother level of con- cancellation, right? Uh, he's convicted, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, cancellation and there's convicted. That and then, convicted. And then the baby is a, a different case too. Because I wasn't really playing much the baby anyway. Word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like the person he's getting into it with kinda Meg. Like the songs I would play were his Meg songs. Word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it there is no conflict there. Tori is a different case because he actually has some club slappers, right? Like mm-hmm. like I'd be yeah. wanting to play yeah. his stuff, but I can go without his shit too. Work, we can. We can go without Tory. Right. And sometimes, like, I'll just put on, like, my, my radio station on Apple Music and, like, a Tory song come on. And then I'll just be jamming to it. And then I'll look and be like, damn, what song is it? Uh, uh, I kind of feel um, I liked it. And then I saw who it was and I like it less. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Is but anybody, that, is anybody uncancelable? Uh, sh- sure. Who? Sure. Uh, <laughs> Kanye. Kanye's uncancelable? Because, like, the whole, like... Niggas have been trying to cancel Kanye for a minute. And, like, I get it. But also, I'm like... We know Kanye is going through some things. We know. We see this shit happening in real time with Kanye. And, we, like, we, we've seen it from the beginning. Honestly, we've seen that Kanye is has, has thoughts that are just different from everybody else's thoughts. <laughs> And we know that shit. And like, I love Kanye, and I know he's going through some shit. And he said some very off the wall comments, like the whole MAGA hat thing. I'm like, damn, was this a stunt? Was he just doing this so like we can free these niggas from jail? Who did he actually support? Who he put money behind? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't care to look into it that much. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't do anything to physically harm anyone. He said some very hurtful things. Slavery was a choice. It's like, uh, like I get what you're saying, but that's a big ass reach, nigga. <laughs> and if I was his friend, I'd be like, that's a big ass reach, nigga. Real facts. You know who hates Kanye? Who? The entire joke family. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that nigga, that nigga, animal. He like I seen him post one time a screenshot that he blocked Kanye, right? Like he was like I just, I don't fuck I don't fuck with Kanye. Nah, fuck that. Nigga. Did he block and mute 
Kanye West? He did. I, I seen him mute Kanye on a, on an entirely different post. And public beefs, yo. This nigga Joe goes in on Kanye only. <laughs> like, I've never seen her go at. Yeah, I I've never seen her go at somebody blatantly <laughs> outside of Kanye. Like when she was like, you know, this fashion is just like Kanye. I like Kanye being black uh-huh. it, when it's convenient. Like that that shit, and then her SNL skit where she was like, <laughs> "Yep, rooting for everybody black," yep. and then at the end said, "Ah, fuck Kanye." <laughs> I was like, you know, that's so interesting. I was like, is, "Yo, it is what it is." And you I, know, and you know what I think it is? What's that? They come from a very pro-black family. Not saying that yeah, we're different. Because I, I come from a pro-black family, and yeah. I know you do, too. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, they come from, like, a really pro-black family, and, like, they would, their whole family would wear African rags to events on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Not rags. Wardrobe. Cancer DJ B. He called. I didn't say that. I did not mean Okay, damn. Thank, hey, but thank you for catching me. Thank yeah, you for You know what? This is what I'm here for. Right. So, I'm your neighbor. <laughs> they go out in African garments as a, as a tribe on a regular basis. Tribe, uh-huh. tri- uh, tribe yes, for lack so of better words, I guess. <laughs> you could have used family. You could have used collective. I could have used... Yeah, tribe is fine. Plenty, plenty synonymous words. Yes. But, yeah, and then when Kanye first came out, mm-hmm. you know, all of the school albums, graduation... Yeah. Late registration, college dropout, right? He was so pro-black. Yeah. And then he escalated to another level of financial wealth. Mm -hmm. And he felt like he was still fighting for the struggle. But the struggle was not black anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He went more for classism than racism. And he Mm -hmm. left a lot of people behind that I don't think he realized was the foundations of what he had. Yep. 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 I see that. Because then when the niggas started talking about, <laughs> when he started arguing with Sway, it was like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> Nigga, this is your, this your brother. brother. Like, I don't got a billion dollars, Sway. Like, y'all don't, you don't have the answer. And now you do. So, and now he's richer than her. No. Absolutely not. That's what, the, that's, nah. what, that's what that one magazine that counts everybody money says. <laughs> Forbes need to mind their own business. <laughs> Hell no. Right. And Hell then no. Hope Ben said, take what the Forbes figure, then figure more. Hey, amen. Amen, Hope. <laughs> Ashe. So is it safe to say that Kanye's situation is more of a mental health situation? Um, what are your views on mental health and the importance of therapy? Right. Therapy. Because... Um, I was looking. I was looking you up, <laughs> and you went. To your, you went to your therapist a lot last year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When did you start going to your therapy? I started going to therapy in the beginning of 2016. Okay. Um, Damn, he was ahead of the curve. Yep, and I feel like mental yeah. health has been like a big thing in our community. Yeah. And since about 2018, I would mm-hmm. give. Charlemagne a lot of credit for um mm-hmm. for for pushing us into that direction. Hmm. Okay. Who would you who what would you say? Was there was there any like influencer that promoted black mental health a lot What's more? What's 
when I think about it, Charlemagne has openly preached that a lot. So mm-hmm, I want, so I want to give him that credit for being like the the poster child for black mental health. Even though there's a lot of people that also did it, he right. seemed to be the loudest voice to me. He's got a loud ass voice, uh, period. <laughs> so like, I don't know if he's the person, but just I knew that I wanted to just be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be the version of myself that wasn't afraid of doing the things and accomplishing what I wanted to do. So, for example, like I, I initially went to my therapist because I was like, my initial issue was like, I'm afraid of chasing my dream. I was like, so I auditioned for like Insecure for Lawrence. And then like in, in January 2016, like I, I went to see a therapist because I was like, I'm afraid of following this dream. Of like acting like I've got this job at Apple, I'm working full time, I'm making this amount of money, um, but like this is what I want to be doing, and this is what I know I'm good at, and I want to do this, but like I'm afraid. And then we just made a plan. We worked on a plan to just get to a place where I'm afraid to just dive the fuck in. Mm. Um, and then after like a month, like I got to a place where I was like, all right, I'm gonna just do it. So you low-key developed a marketing plan with your therapist? Low-key. <laughs> That's low kind of crazy. Low-key. I've, I've always had this theory of um, success paralysis. Ooh. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if it's an actual thing, but it's a thing that I have thought of. Like, there's something that you know you want to be known for being good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thought of people saying that you are not good at that thing is crippling to the extent that you don't do what you want to be known for because you're scared of not being of known for but not being good at it absolutely it's for me it was like a fear of rejection yeah and it's like being an actor and like auditioning is 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 90 percent rejection yeah for sure it's like 100 no's to one yes right it's 99 percent rejection Right, so, um, the, so there's there's two type of people. There's the type of person that says, I mean, like, it's 99% rejection, so, like, why would you do that? Like, Word. you're going to get rejected basically every single time that you do it. And then there's the other person that says, it's 99% rejection. That means if I want 10 jobs, i got to go do a 1,000 auditions. All right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like- Word. And it's just like, there's so many opportunities. And when I think about my own path, I'm just like, okay, of all the things that I've auditioned for and haven't gotten, but then I look at the things that I have gotten, when I'm when I'm glass half full on it, I'm just like, all the projects I've been a part of have been dope. Yeah. And I've done a great job at those. So, like, I'm going to just keep going. Because, like, I, I, I... I think about like Samuel Jackson. It's like, even if that project is shit, Samuel Jackson is the shit every single he time. Does his shit every time. Every time you can't For say sure. shit. You can't ever be like this nigga Samuel Jackson was boo boo in that. Right. Never. Samuel Jackson is never boo boo to this day. Never yo, dookie Samuel Jackson. Nobody has ever said anything good about snakes on a plane. But they all remember that quote. <laughs> For sure. Tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. <laughs> like, I believe you, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe the fuck out of this nigga when yeah. he was sick of them motherfucking snakes <laughs> on that motherfucking plane. I did not doubt his character in the least bit. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 
So it's like, I'm just going to keep going because I'm going to do some dope shit. So I'm going to be dope, whatever it is I'll do. I don't know if you remember this moment on Twitter when I told you that your character on Insecure is going to go down in history, bro, as (laughs) one of the best portrayed characters of all time. It's like so iconic, Mm. like especially in black culture. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. And there's a couple places I want to go with this conversation. The first one is, are you afraid of what that can do to you? Because I think of um, the overacting overacting thing like Jaleel White. I want to use Jaleel White as an example. Like he killed Urkel, right? Killed it. Never saw him in anything else, right? I mean, we did, but we saw Urkel. We only saw him as Urkel. It's right. like, oh, shit, it's Urkel. Carlton from Fresh Prince. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You 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 only see Carlton and then, like, his career was that. So, like, it's... This is the first angle I want to take. It's like, is that... Has that ever been a thought or a fear of yours? Yeah. That you, you do a character so well that you can't be seen as anything but that character? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I've thought about before. Right. Um... And it's it's thinking about a character versus a caricature. And it's me thinking about it, it's like, okay, cool. Thug Yoda is has blood affiliations and he replaces his C words with B words. So it's like everybody everybody finds that entertaining and funny and it's iconic. But it's like I've been working hard to do other things so that I'm I'm known as yo, that nigga Tristan can do <laughs> that's a nigga get you a nigga who can do both that's a nigga who can play a blood on one show on hbo and he can play a dj on this show he'd be a baby voice nigga on this show so it's like so far i i think i'm doing well um at working against that like my most iconic role i believe is thug yoda because it's hbo is a huge platform mm-hmm. the platform but, but there are a lot of folks that are like Yo, but baby voice nigga, and there are a lot of folks who are discovering bigger, and it's like, yo, Vince is fucking hilarious. Um, Vince, is, first so of all, Vince is fucking hilarious, <laughs> and I think you. I think you're not gonna get the roses that you're expecting immediately from Vince, hey, man. because it's on BET Plus mm-hmm. and it's new, and yeah. people don't have it. Like it's not like you can't just sign in to your cable provider and get BET Plus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to actually want BET Plus. And I want to tell everybody right now that's watching this, it's worth the free trial for sure. You should watch bigger because you can watch it for seven days for free on BET Plus and see what it's about and then see if you want to continue with that subscription from there. But it's it's definitely worth watching for free. (laughs) Like, if that's... And that's downplaying it like a motherfucker. Yeah. I, I think Bigger is a great show. Thank like. you, man. Do you suffer from boredom? Do you have a constant lack of appetite? Are you depressed? <sighs> I'm depressed. <sighs> then maybe you need to try Little Wee. A little weed restores appetite, cures insomnia, and simply aids in not giving a fuck. It also makes things that aren't normally funny, 
fucking hilarious. A Little Weed by Jackson and Jackson, a bachelor company. Like, I would, I'm gonna watch every episode of Bigger until Bigger's done. Work. Hope, at this point, that's where all my mindset is. Unless y'all do some really weird shit that just turns me off, but I don't see that happening. You know what I mean? But like, because uh-huh. like I can't call what the writers are gonna do. Right. But the the way the momentum shifting, there there could be little nuances in the show that I don't agree with. But the storyline as a whole, I'm connected to because I'm in I'm in season two, and I've watched all of them. I was like, I'm here for this. I want to see what happens. Like <laughs> like I'm I'm it's, it's it's better than I I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think it surprised a lot of folks. It's beautiful. I think it surprised a lot of folks. Just and because a lot of folks have an expectation of BET and BET shows. And then they see something that's like, well, this isn't what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. It's better. It's better. And it's I bigger. would, in my, in my reality, bigger would be the front and center show mm. of BET+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But I think in the public eye, Sisters is bigger. Mm-hmm. But I think I think um, BT Plus, in my personal opinion, bigger is a better representation. Got you. Mainly because I think that Sisters is a Tyler Perry flex. Absolutely. Even and though and the talent on Sisters is really good. Like mm-hmm. the people they have on there is really good. Shout out to Novi. That's my nigga. That's my girl right there. And him. she is killing it. Mm-hmm. And she's not the only one killing it. You know Everybody what I mean? Is. Right? And, but, bigger, but again, when you watch Sisters, you you feel like you're looking at Tyler Perry's work. Like, you, work. like oh, okay, like I see Tyler Perry more than I see Sisters when I'm watching it. Whereas uh-huh. Bigger, I'm just, I'm more in tune with the story. Mm-hmm. Even though, the story on Sisters is good. Mm-hmm. The story on Sisters is good. I I really hope y'all don't misinterpret anything I'm saying because Sisters is a good show. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. then, um, but I think Big is better. <laughs> yeah. One thing I wanted to ask is like, where do you get your inspiration for, from like acting? Because what I get personally mm-hmm. is like, I view you like a Lorenz Tate where you can get a mm-hmm. Menace to Society and you can get a I love Jones. Like Word. So I received that shit. But you're great at what you do. But uh, you like that. You like thank the comparison you. to the I, I, I do. I like. It. Let me let me tell you because in in my freshman year, shit. So I used to have long hair. So in my freshman year in college, like I still had my long hair up until 2013. So 2003, I had long hair, and I was like, I want to do something different. And my mom braided my hair in individual braids. Like old dog, oh, okay, <laughs> and like niggas were calling me old dog in my freshman year in college, and I don't have any pictures, and I wish I did. Damn, but like that Lorenz Tate comparison is excellent. Um, so when people I, called you old dog, you was like, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing: I hadn't watched Minutes to Society, so I didn't know what they was talking. I mean, not Minutes to Society. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Minutes to yeah, Society. Yeah. At that time, I hadn't watched it because you didn't know also what they like, were saying. yeah, because my mom wouldn't let me watch that. Uh, so like I hadn't seen the movie, so I didn't know what that's talking about. I was like, yeah, oh dog, yeah. So and then I saw it, I was like, oh, it's me. Oh, that nigga's oh dog. Okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, okay, for sure. Um, but yeah, I like that comparison. Um, uh, Jeffrey Wright is an influence, absolutely. 
um, even even dudes who are like in my same age range. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing my team. Like, dope as fuck. Um, any honestly, any black actor, uh, Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch the shows or the movies that I want to be on, being like Lovecraft Country, I'm like. Yes, these are shows that I would love to be a part of. Fucking sci-fi. Who do Hell you think yeah. you could have played in Lovecraft Country? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. That wasn't the one, but I I understand the yearn to want to be in something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see a role that you would have done. But me either. <laughs> if you would have got it, I know you could have took it there because I haven't. At least somebody I know personally. Widest range, bro. Like you're you're killing it on the range, bro. Like so, I will say this: I did audition for Lovecraft Country. I auditioned for um, the brother of. He's in the first episode of Lovecraft Country. The brother of Journey Smollett, uh, who was only in the first episode. No, I did not audition for Juicy (laughs) Smollett. I did not audition. I auditioned for her brother on the show, who ended up being. An older man, and originally that was supposed to be the character was different, and I didn't sign an NDA. So the character was supposed to be like he had he 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 had like a he had a physical condition, um, and he was supposed to be recurring according to the audition that came in. But then when the show came out, he was just in one episode, and he was older. Um, so it was a different character instead of made me feel like okay great I didn't miss much yeah right. it's fine and also like it was just a different energy than what my energy is and it's I've been learning lately that what's for me is for me and it's like that character was not my energy like I could have portrayed it but like it wasn't for me right. it was for him it's cool I got to be Vince Carpenter so <laughs> right. I'm straight oh I, in, the, in this episode of Bigger, I'm sorry that I keep talking about Bigger. Nigga, no. Run it up, nigga. It's mainly because I've been binge watching ever since you said yes to be on here. But I happily binge watched it. Like mm. I, I was telling everybody in the house, leave me the fuck alone, I gotta work. <laughs> 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 eating, eating, pops, eating popcorn off my belly and shit. <laughs> but um fuck <laughs> not a kind of like <laughs> oh bigger the this season of bigger <laughs> um takes place post pandemic right mm-hmm. and what do you think of that representation in film like I think it's important because it's is telling of the times that we're in, you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. it's important for media to do that, whereas there's other shows that kind of allude to it. Yeah. And there's other shows that do a horrible job even even trying to there's horrible jobs trying to allude to it. And then um there's other shows that just ignore it altogether. Yep. Like for example, Shameless mm-hmm. on the last season did the mask and all the and all the pandemic type of stuff, but they went in and out. Like mm-hmm. they didn't stay consistent with it. Like I feel like on bigger, they're very consistent with the times that we're in. Like whenever they go out to a restaurant, you see people get like 
their thermometer checked and shit whenever they walk into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Whereas Shameless sometimes in the last season, they were um, this episode everybody had on masks. Next episode nobody had on masks, and then there was also other shows like Your Honor. Did you watch Your Honor with Malcolm in the Middle's dad, <laughs> Brian Cranston? No, if that's what you want to call him, I call mm. him Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking Bad Dad. <laughs> Heisenberg. Yeah, Heisenberg's new show. <laughs> but, like, in that show, mm. it was completely normal the whole time, right? No And masks. then there was, like, one court scene that was, like, and in these times during this pandemic, you know, we, like, he just, like, acknowledged it in court one time. Like, but there was never any signs of what's actually going on in Niggas COVID. Niggas didn't have on masks? never had on Even in that courtroom when he mentioned the pandemic? Even in that scene, nobody had on a mask. And then he randomly mentioned it in dialogue. I thought that was so fucking weird. And I I think it's because I'm a creative and I'm in this industry. Yeah. And I was like, this scene, like, it it, even opened my eyes that, like, this was not a a post-pandemic show. Mm -hmm. But then you guys brought in the pandemic but you have given no pandemic aspects to mm. this show. I thought that was really weird, even though I thought that show was stupid amazing. I need to watch it. That's that no, it's it's up like Malcolm in the Middle's dad <laughs> two thirds of his career is amazing because he's only done three things since the beginning of time. <laughs> this is <laughs> not true. These are not facts. Brian Cranston Brian is his name. Right, yeah. He's done Malcolm in the middle. middle. He's done Breaking Bad and he's done Your Honor. He's done 66% of that is top tier. Yeah. It is top tier. And he was he was the shit on Malcolm in the yeah, Middle. He was. He was. <laughs> the, only, the thing that keeps coming to my mind for Brian Cranston is when he was speed walking. <laughs> He had on the outfit. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, you have acting range to like Malcolm in the Middle of that. Thank you. Because <laughs> you went he, from Lorenz Tate to Brian Cranston. You know, you, I take it. The if, got Emmys. If Lorenz Tate and Heisenberg had a gay baby, it would be you. Not that no. you're gay. I'm saying the act of them making a baby would have to be gay. That baby that was produced through... Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. The baby was, that was produced through their gay attraction. But you can't say the baby. Uh, the baby. The baby. All right. Said baby. <laughs> Could be you. Like, Ye you know baby. <laughs> Ye baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about that range. Um, your 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 acting <laughs> your acting experience, bro. Like, thank you. Yes. Where's your foundations? Because I know you went to AGC. I did. I went to Amazing Grace Conservatory. How long did you go there? How many years did you do? What plays did you do? Damn, AGC. What's the resume? I did. I went to AGC from 2000 to 2002. Did you two um, years at AGC. I did. I did two years at AGC. So, like, I did... Were you in Dreamgirls? No, I didn't do Dreamgirls. I think that came later. Okay. Uh, I think my brother was in Dreamgirls with Evan. Mm. Who's Dreamgirls? Shout out yeah. to yeah. Evan. And with Man. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> man was hilarious in that. Uh, 
But yeah, so I went to AGC two years. I did Greece. I did on nope, that was high school. I did um, Prodigal Sister, and then I did like the showcases as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. Wendy Raquel Robinson, shout out to Miss Wendy, shout out to Mr. Coley, shout out to everyone at AGC. I was um, post. I was post Coley. You were post Coley. You got you got to experience Mr. Coley. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was he like? lovable loving like from that from that first um what is it open house like he saw me he was like yeah him because i spoke up i talked and shit during the open house like i asked questions and stuff and it just was immediately like we clicked immediately and it was just such a great experience and like man it's it's interesting like i remember there were just always like activities to do there was always like uh a like a summer party or like somebody had like a a birthday party or there was just always something to do like summer like they hired me uh to work at agc one summer and they paid me like a hundred dollars a week or something that's beautiful uh, just be up there to like take classes and like get some spending money from it it was dope it was dope blue it was amazing i found out you went to agc because I went to AGC once, mm-hmm. and after I left, they would hire me to DJ their events mm. because I was one of two of their alumni who was a DJ, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like to keep it very in-house. Yep. But I got to tell you, I went there one year. I did Pino, mm-hmm. and that elevated my ability to understand and maneuver through the acting world tremendously so much so that none of y'all would be able to fuck with me if i had went there three more years (laughs) (laughs) if right there's that it didn't happen so here we are mind your own business (laughs) but like you would start popping up at the events. I'll be DJing mm, events, mm-hmm. and I'll be seeing you. I was like, Tristan, Tristan, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and he was like, Did you see? What do you mean? And but like, you was there like way before me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a funny story I, that I was talking to Shay uh, last year or the year before that, and I was saying how I only went to AGC that one year because. We did Pino, and the role they gave me was the stylist, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, fuck, I don't fuck with ABC, man. They kept giving me gay-ass roles. I don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And then Shay was like, you know, you picked how that character was supposed to be portrayed, right? <laughs> <laughs> My line was, of course, I'm the stylist who's fine. And I read that on paper. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you decided this is what it is. I did it. Killed it. Uh For sure. Every time I said my line, whole house went down. Right? Even Even in practice, I said my line. And Wendy was dying laughing. She was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you 
she's gonna, Wendy be long. She be extras with <laughs> any of her existence, right? So, <laughs> so like, and then, and then when Shay told me that I picked this role, mm-hmm. all of this stuff just kept flying back to me. I was like, they was dying laughing when I said that line because they didn't expect me to take it there mm-hmm. on that line. Mm-hmm. But when I read that script, I saw nothing else but that. I was like... It's that version. Oh, okay. It's a very flamboyant, colorful, homosexual that's good at his job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Very, very meticulous person. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I was like, okay, that's what I gotta do. And then I did it, and I killed it. I I, I brought that shit down, and then I never went back again. (laughs) I was like, no. You typecast. I don't want to get typecasted. <laughs> like, For something don't keep putting me in this box. You typecast yourself, yeah. man. <laughs> and I typecasted myself, bro. I was like, I did it. I killed it. I even came to the conclusion that this is all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> and shunned the whole entity because of all of that. Right. Kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> Not, I mean, I'm special. Oh man, don't care. Hey, don't cancel me, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of returning, oh. um, <laughs> that's another thing I want to go back on what I said earlier. One of my favorite acting jobs is Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. because he dressed in blackface the entire time, and I was not offended. Me either. And I was ready to be offended. Mm-hmm. But then I got lost in his character for a minute, and then I had got snapped back into like, oh, wait, that's him in blackface. That's funny. Right. And there was a scene when he said, you never go for a retard. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was talking about how Tom Hanks did Forrest Gump, and right. like, Forrest Gump has special abilities. And for some reason, that scene made me think of you. Because you engulf character so well, you saved it. Okay. <laughs> that was great. No, I no, I swear to God, I swear to God that uh, that's what I thought of. I thought okay. of Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder when he said, "You never go full retard," and I was like, "Tristan's going to be able to relate to this because you." <laughs> I know how this sounds. Y'all get it. Y'all get I get it, it too. Get it. I'm just, I'm just real silly. So. <laughs> But, like, you engulf characters so much. Is there a... Do you dial it back a little bit? Ever? Mm. Or you just go for it and be like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I'm going to do something completely different on the next one. So I'm going to engulf this one completely. So everything that I've been successful at is because I've been committed. I've just dived all the way in and been like, all right, this is who this character is. And not thinking about being judged for how the character is. And not judging that character for how the character is. Okay. Um, so that's why those have been successful. Um, so going full Thug Yoda, going full Baby Boy Stereos, going full Vince. Like, that's the key to all of this. It's just being committed and, and so much so that this is a full person. Mm-hmm. Because all these characters are people. That's why it's important to not be a caricature, to not be a silhouette. Or a shadow of a character, um, especially with like Thug Yoda, because like I was concerned. I was like, when 
when Issa sent the script for that scene with Lawrence and Thug Yoda, his first scene, I that shit was hilarious. I read it out loud for my girlfriend at the time and her roommate, and I just read it out loud, and they were just dying. And I was like, this is it. But then I was like concerned. I was like, mm, I don't want, you know, people who are part of the that community to uh, to think I'm making a mockery of them. Right. And so I was like, okay. Thug Yoda is a father who happens to have a gang affiliation. So he's a father first. He's got his daughter who he loves so much who he would kill for. But also like we about to watch this Bear Bear stuff. Yeah. And so it's he just... He raising his daughter the way he feels is the right way to raise his daughter mm-hmm. with the way he was raised. Yep. yep. Exactly. And so like it's just important to just be committed to whatever it is. Um, and that shit works. Yeah, it works out for sure. Yeah, aside, yeah. aside from like the acting and everything, talk about doing stand up. Oh, have you ever done stand up? Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Like, Damn. you're funny as fuck, and I know you're a comedic actor. What's up with stand up? Damn, you're like the 16th people to bring this up. Damn. Like, all right, scratch this. Uh, no, no. And the reason the reason why I say that is because when when you when you say that, like stand up is so scary to me because it's just you. It's just you on that stage, and like your point of view, your perspective, your stories, your jokes. Like my favorite version of stand up are the storytelling stand ups. Like hilarious. That's my favorite shit. I love stories. And, and then they come with a punchline or they like do a callback from like the beginning of the set. Like that is my shit. It's and it's like it's like it's like a drawing getting drew. Like when they when when the, when a successful callback happens in comedy, I'm like, that's the most beautiful art I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that is amazing. It makes me feel smart because I was there since the beginning to see the first joke. Right. So they're calling back to you. I'm like, I knew it, y'all. I, I knew remember it. that. <laughs> I this knew is that an inside shit. joke between me and him. <laughs> right. And so, like, I love that shit. Um, and I've been asked about stand-up before. And it's just, it's so scary to me. And, like, I'd be a big hypocrite if I was like, man, I'm going to never do stand-up. But I'm eventually going to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. I'm also, like, someone who wants to plan shit. So I definitely got to write the shit out. Um, fuck. So it has to happen. Because people keep asking. And, like... I know one of my fears through therapy is like the fear of like failure. So I'm like, uh, everybody bombs. I don't want to bomb. But I feel like once that, once I bomb, like I'll be like, I bombed. It's just like these auditions that I didn't get. Yeah. I will survive. I'm okay. I don't know. If I'm this safe. Gonna, I don't know if this is going to help, but <laughs> I definitely try stand up. You have? Absolutely. How'd that go? So. It's a couple of dynamics that you need to understand when you go to stand up. Mm-hmm. You're going to start on open mics. Mm-hmm. The only people that are at open mics are other aspiring comedians. So, getting a laugh is not going to be the easiest thing. Word. Because they're all either analytical, looking at it analytically, yeah. or not paying attention to your shit at all. Word. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. getting a laugh at an open mic is extremely hard. But, if you can get a small laugh at an open mic, that will kill at a regular room. Like, mm-hmm. the whole room is gonna go crazy because you did that joke. Because 
when you're doing a regular room, those are people that have come to laugh. Right. You know what I mean? But all open mics are only other comedians trying to get on the mic. Mm-hmm. Nobody says, "Well, laugh tonight. Go get open mics. These are managers." Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> nobody, nobody does that. Right. right. Yeah. So keep that in mind mm-hmm. when you're working this out because there's some things when they're undeniably funny, they're gonna do well no matter where you are. So if it does kind of well, it goes very well mm-hmm. on an open mic. So the first time I did an open mic, I killed that shit. Everybody was laughing. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> you finally showed me why I was supposed to be here on Earth. I always knew I was funny. Everybody always tells me you're funny. Niggas be like, DJB, you the funniest nigga I ever met. I be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was like, it's all making sense. I'm fucking retarded for waiting. Waiting till I'm waiting till I'm twenty-eight to start doing stand-up. And I could have been famous by now. I could have been living I could have been Rolls Royce by the time I'm twenty eight if I would have started <laughs> if I would have started open mics when I was seventeen. You yeah, know what I mean? You could be Hannibal Barris right now. I could be Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but so I did that first one, right? And I was like, Oh, this shit is easy for me. You feel me? I do this. Went to the next seven. Horrible, bro. Oh. The worst. I did no good ever since that first show. And there was one show I did. I did so bad on that show. That people laughed at how unfunny my joke was. <laughs> so I, did, I said a joke and I was like, and that's why his name was Burgundy. You remember the joke? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> Please tell us the Fuck joke. Fuck you. <laughs> so I said the joke and then I said, number nine. And they were like, and then there was like seven seconds of that silence of me just standing on the stage, breathing, and the people breathing back at me. And then somebody started dying laughing at that. And then everybody started laughing at that person laughing. And I was like, God damn, it's hot up here. I didn't, but I did not say, God damn, it's hot up here. But if I would have said, God damn, it's hot up here, that would have killed too. It but I was already, I was already defeated. Out to the ghetto birds. Right now, y'all know where we really at. <laughs> but I was already defeated at that point, and I was like. Fuck, three minutes is a long ass time to be on stage. It felt like an hour and a half. It felt like an hour and a half. How long was your set? Three minutes. I came out bombing. (laughs) Out the gate. (laughs) I did so bad. Oh, no. I was traumatized, and I never told a soul about that. Thank you, I for, even thank you for being sharing that with Thank you. Thank you <laughs> I mean, honestly, thank you. I yes. took them L's. I took them L's. And I was like, there's two things I could do. 
I can use this as a stepping stone because if I want to be a comedian, you're gonna need to take these. You're gonna need to take these L's. Like yeah. you don't extre- you don't experience extreme highs unless you go through extreme lows. But nigga, there has never been an extreme low that hurt that much. I was like, this fucking hurts. You guys are staring at me and telling me on your faces you are not funny. And the only thing you're on stage to be is funny. Yeah. And you are failing. Yeah. Now what do you do? Yeah. Because I like, that's why I like podcasting right now. Because like, my funny gets across because I can, I'm a dialogue Word. type of funny. Like oh, I can yeah. feed off of something you say mm-hmm. and take something off of that and, and run with it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just all monologue. I don't have, monologue talking. funny is stressful. Fuck. Y'all niggas is crazy for that. You can talk to yourself and then come back to a conversation with yourself? Yes. You a crazy nigga for that. You are a talented motherfucker, bro. Talented motherfucker. I'm I and so that's why I'm deathly afraid of stand up. I get it. And be afraid. But you should do it because you're already getting it. Alright, thank you. (laughs) No problem. Hey, we got something else to talk about? Yeah, talk let's talk about uh producer music. Yeah, I miss producing music. What do you use to I produce? I miss it. Uh, Logic now. I started on Fruity Loops uh, my freshman year in college. I started on Fruity Loops. My friend Dave he introduced me to it. And then my first beats were terrible, of course. Everybody. Them first beats were awful. Right. I remember I made a beat. I called that shit Halloween because I made it on Halloween. That shit. <laughs> it had some kind of weird ass scent string. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. <laughs> and then the beat dropped and it was i was like well i made a beat right i sure made a beat did it <laughs> i did and that that shit was trash but i mean it got better way better after that but now i use logic mm-hmm. um it's been a while since i made a beat and uh there's something that i'm starting to work on where i'm like all right it's time to start making beats again so I, I miss I it. it. Um, I miss that shit. Comedy mixtape, bro. What's up? Like, can we get some funny? Can we get some funny raps off? Can we get some? I, I can have we get already. Some little Dicky esque raps from you. So I have already, and so like in 2015, my brother, who works behind the scenes in entertainment, and he's a app developer. Uh, he created an app in a game called Drizzy Tears. I remember that. Yeah, so Drizzy Tears, like it's a, it's a, it's an eight-bit uh, um, video image of Drake, tears falling on the screen, and then like you have to tap the tears before they hit the bottom of the screen, <laughs> and you just you just work, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just work to get the highest score. You just tap them and shit. How so many I did. Drake tears can you get before they hit the bottom of the screen? In a, in a, in a Super Mario format. <laughs> and so, like, I did all the all the audio for it. So I did all the sound effects for it. And, like, when my brother was developing it, I was in my room producing music. And then I decided, I was like, this game needs a soundtrack. Hey. And so, like, without asking, I just was, I just produced a song and I... And I created the first song for Drizzy Tears. Uh, that's the name of the game, Drizzy Tears. And I, I created a song, and I was like, hey, you know what your, your game needs? A soundtrack. He'd be like, yeah, that'd be dope. And I was like, listen to the song. And I played it for my brother, and he's like, that's hilarious. And so I did a whole album, 10, 
10 tracks, I think, 10, 8, whatever, tracks, one minute songs. I just made it real simple. And the concept for like that soundtrack was like Drake meets a girl uh, in a club and falls in love with her immediately on the first night. Yes. Didn't even hook up, nothing, just met her, but falls in love with her, gets her number and leaves like voicemails. And like that was the premise for the soundtrack. And so I did a whole album of him like going through his feelings of like meeting this girl, leaving voicemail messages, not getting a response, and basically getting ghosted. That's hilarious. Sorry. The police are looking for my <laughs> And so like it, that was that was the EP I did. And Maybe. we got and we got featured in MTV News and like I remember and shit. The tears. I remember we showed up. I don't remember what the skit was, but we showed up to film a skit together, and I'm pretty sure it was at your house. And um, mm. don't remember what it was, but uh, I remember it you was, guys. It was for Issa. I feel like it was maybe the Black Twitter party. Maybe. Yep, that sounds or, or about right. Because I feel like that was 2013. That sounds about right. And you know what's funny about that skit? I got cut out that skit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> And she pulled me aside and told me why I got cut out that skit too. Are she you, told me that day. Are you, are you here to elaborate? Are you going to share her? Absolutely. It's private. <laughs> Nigga, we had a performance at a club the night before. And that's when we, as the Fly Guys, was hanging out with a whole lot of dope boys. Right? So they had a section and had bottles on bottles. <laughs> on bottles like we was like at the club and had the section section word, right word and was fucking lit and then had to wake up the next morning and get to your house and I showed up on time <laughs> but <laughs> my body was not ready and I even delivered I had I I remember I had my scene and whatever my line was mm-hmm. I put my little my little parsley on it uh-huh. and killed that shit had everybody dying and this nigga Joe pulled me aside and was like you look like shit <laughs> I was like I love her <laughs> you was at you was at the party yesterday you saw you saw what, what the fuck was going on you got some eye drops and she was like no alright <laughs> 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 and like I kept filming but like when the edits came out, like I just wasn't there because, like, I just looked like I had a great time the night Damn. before. Damn. <laughs> so, Damn. And it was the I, I'm almost ninety seven percent positive it was the Black Twitter party. Yeah. Because it was at your house. Yep. That was it. On a Saturday or Sunday. Saturday morning. Because it had to be after a Friday or a Saturday. Yep. And that club was fucking lit, and <laughs> I was turning motherfuckers up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then that was like, and I I remember we had the film at ten. I woke up at nine forty eight, and tried to get to your house. Yeah. Ain't wash your ass or nothing. Oh no, I wa- I didn't wash the goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, is this one for me? You want a truly? You like truly? This is not a truly. It is. Uh, okay. Uh, but but I do like this. Okay. Beverage. Oh yeah, beverages. This no, that's not a truly. It's not. It is a thing. You like things? Yeah, I like yeah. things. Absolutely. I like things. You like things, Blue? So, let's like talk it. about being a plant dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Because last year... I got plants. The, 
what's your what's your foliage of choice? Um, damn, nothing specific, but I do like my fiddle leaf fig. What in the fuck is a fiddle so leaf fiddle? Fig? You know a fiddle leaf fig if you saw it, like by name. You don't know it, but if you saw it, you'd be like, "That's what that shit's called." So it's the it's that plant that's like tall and it's got the big, beautiful, thick leaves that like a ficus. Uh, I don't think I don't know what that is, so I'm gonna take it as disrespect. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's the tall one. It's got the big leaves. They big and shiny. If I showed it to you, you get it. I'd be like, oh, okay. That's not a phone. What is this? That's chalk. chalk. I got kids. All right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like I like my fiddle leaf fig. Um, when I left to go film season two of Bigger last year in the summer, I had to leave my plants. And Who'd my you leave in charge of your plant? My best friend. Oh, are y'all still best friends? Yeah, we still best friends. <laughs> He's, we still best Even friends. though it killed your kids, he, he just he just overwatered. He, he overwatered all my plants, uh, but none of them died. Oh. They were just very uh, quenched. They were very drenched. Um, <laughs> he did what you he did what you asked of him. Kinda, he did though, right? But when I came back, I watched him water my because I came back and then he's like, "Oh hey, I was just watering your plants." And then I watched him water my plants. And in one plant, he was like watering it, and like the water was like just filled up. And I was just like, "He didn't stop watering until is- he saw water." Until it like filled up, like because you know you put water in there, it fills up, and then it, it goes, goes down into the soil. It just filled all the way up, and I was like, uh, "You can stop." I was like, "Hey, so did you, is this how you've been watering?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." I just wanted them to have water, and then the water just stay in case, like you know, it was hot, and then there's water left over that they can drink. I was like, <laughs> "I said you dry my plants. Mm. This is you're not, you're supposed to stop after it fills up, and then it goes. That's you're supposed to stop." He's like, "Oh my bad." I was like, yeah, that's why this my fiddle leaf fig only has five leaves, oh. but it had 15 when I left. Don't nobody want a five leaf fiddle leaf fig? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he did. He, I mean, they, they're they all still alive. Oh, good. Except for one, because, but that one is like. That was your problem, it's, it's a It's a, uh, it's a fern or something. Beautiful plant, but man, you overwater it. Or don't water enough, it just dies. It's dramatic as fuck, mm. and and it's dead. And you've gained all this knowledge in the past year. Yeah, I use an app that I'm not going to mention because they're not paying us. Okay. Uh, but there's an app. You take a picture of it. It identifies the plant and it tells you when to water it, how much to water it, how much light to give it, and all that shit. And so that was I was doing a great job. I was like an A one plant dad like if they gave me a credit score mm-hmm. based off of how well i took care of my plants nigga, i'd have a 900 credit score for Ooh, plants shit, is that even a thing? it's like, not nigga i'd be the damn. only one with the 900 credit score for plants amazing foliage at your house yeah that's crazy you put them in all the windows at the right place <laughs> you have no window without a plant in it nigga. Is that what's going on at your house <laughs> that's exactly kinda, that's kind of cool exactly. whatever Alright, what what kind of plants you got? You got fiddly fig. So I got fiddly fig. I have a fern that's dead. I have an umbrella plant. That one's doing alright. Um, I have some other plants. I have a snake plant. That's the one that's like doesn't take a lot of water. You gotta water that thing like once a month. Mm. Excellent. And you left that with your friend too? No. Um, that one I just left alone. And it was fine when I came back. That you one told, was great. Did you tell your supervisor to leave that one alone? 
I, I, I did. I told my brother, like, you ain't got to do nothing with these plants. Um, I gave two of them to a woman I was dating at the time. So those came back and they were drooping, but then I brought them back to life. Wait and then you did you request your plants back after you broke it off with her? No. So no. you gave it to her. No, I said, Can you watch these? Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Got it. She was babysitting my plants. Oh, okay. It sounded like ba- you said I gave these plants to a woman I was dating at the time. Nah. And now I, I know I said that, but what I meant was she was babysitting my plants. Oh, okay, okay. And then I have a monastera. And that one is thriving right now. That nigga is like, I need a bigger pot. <laughs> uh, he's doing great. <laughs> uh, that is actually my best plan. It started off like this, and now it's like this. That, that motherfucker's huge. He do need a new pot. Mm. He went lying when he said that shit. <laughs> uh, umbrella plant, monastera. I can't remember. There's another plant that I have that looks like a little baby palm. But it's not called a palm. Maybe it is called a palm. I Maybe have two it's of not them. a palm tree. It's like a palm plant. A palm plant. Hmm, okay. A little palm pilot plant. A little palm pilot plant. <laughs> a little handheld palm plant. <laughs> <laughs> and those are doing cool too. So all of them are cool except for that that fern or whatever that nigga's called. I think it's a fern. Uh, Fuck yeah, that fern. That fern. That fern gone. It's fucking up your resume. It is for sure. One that's... out of like, let's see. So hold on, I'm gonna count real quick. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So yeah, ninety percent of my plants are doing great. And then I have a corn plant. So that's the one that's like got long ass stalks and it's got like it looks like it looks like a corn stalk minus the corn. Um, they're all doing great. So you got a corn plant, but the shit don't grow corn. It don't. False advertisement. So what's up? What's up with the garden? You ain't started. You ain't started like vegetables. I haven't started any vegetables. Why? Um, because there's a cat in my neighborhood. And and that cat fucked up my my like my porch furniture. It pissed on my per- porch furniture to like claim its territory. Yeah. And I didn't want to like plant vegetables. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and it go through my vegetables and then fuck them up or like yeah. eat them. I get that. It would also like poop by my trash cans. But let you know it's still <laughs> in this motherfucker. <laughs> and so I, it right. And so I had to like put like coffee grounds down to like keep the cat from and and i know it's a whole googly ass nigga i am a googly eye googling ass nigga there's no way you know to put coffee grounds around trash cans to get rid of cats if you ain't a googly ass so so i will say that i didn't get that on my own so that came from another friend who told me she was like yeah you just take coffee ground you just spread them down you say blah 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 oh and so then, you didn't google that i didn't google that one. you got that off you got that off of wisdom of someone else i got that off the wisdom of another friend yeah. because I see you out here getting your wisdom. And I told you this on the internet too, bro. Your grandma has single-handedly <laughs> increased the hygiene of my feet. Yeah, mine too. For some reason, when I'm in the shower, I think of a video that he posted of his grandma saying, All right, Tristan, you know, now when you're cleaning, you get down in between your toes and you scrub each one. And then everything like, and then she just like went into detail on how to clean your toes, and that vaguely goes through my head when I'm in the shower. I'm like, my toes starting to look better now. Hmm. Mine too. <laughs> I was like, mine too. And I do the same thing every time I'm in the shower. I'm done washing, cut off the shower, dry myself off in the shower so the water don't get on the floor. 
step out the shower, put the towel down that I used to dry myself off on, step on it, and then I dry in between each of my toes and make sure that they're dry. What do and you do so the wet. water doesn't get on the floor? I dry off in the actual shower. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you something, man. <laughs> no, you don't. Never mind, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are your views on uh, vaccine, vaccine mandates? Ooh, oh. yeah, let's talk about vaccines, yo. Because you know what I've noticed about you? Huh. On your social media presence. You are very pro-vaccine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, to me, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. For me, I was like, you know what? I I want to be able to go to events. I want to be safe. My mom is older. I have older people I care about. I have immunocompromised people I care about who I hang out with. So I'm going to get a vaccine. Right. Uh, is there somebody in the world that you understand it doesn't make sense for? That the vaccine doesn't make sense for? Right. Because you said it makes sense for you. It does Is there make somebody sense that you understand it doesn't make sense for? Who they say it doesn't make sense for them? Yeah. Sure. Um, I have friends who don't want to get vaccinated or who don't want to share their vaccination status. And it's like, I get it. Because there is a version of all this where it's like, it's taking away your choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep, yeah, I get it. You have a job that's like saying, you got to get vaccinated or else you won't be able to have a job. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm, this is, That's a little strange. It's like, I can't have a job because I'm not vaccinated? I can understand. Mm, no, I can't. Um... What would make more sense is like, let me get tested every mm-hmm. other day to make sure that like I'm good. If I, if I, but if I can't have positive, a positive, I cannot work. Right, but, but like, I can't have a job because I don't have this. That part, I'm like, uh, that's fucked up. That's but, fucked up because everyone, everyone has like their views on this, and it's like, for a while at first, I was like, I ain't getting this vaccine. Or they did to us. They did this whole experiment were, with that's, black that's people. The was on for a at first, I was thinking like, "Nah, man, they trying to do the because I, because also like I've never had a flu. Yeah, I've never had a flu vaccine because I was like, "Nah, they putting shit in." And, and then I came to realize, I ain't put the fucking chip in our damn back. That's, <laughs> to me, I'm like, no, this is that's not happening. I can tell you where the chips are. That's happening. Whoa, whoa. It's in our fucking phones. Exactly. <laughs> like. So like I'm already following you from your phones. I promise you, absolutely, one hundred percent. But like for me, the vaccine makes sense, and for my friends who who decided not to get it, like I get it. I wish they would get it because I just want them to be healthy and safe and alive. But if they don't want to do it, I'm not going to continue to pressure them. They've heard my piece. They see all the research. If they want to do research, they can do that. I'm going to mind my business. I get it. I'm I'm actually the exact same. I have the same sentiments as you. Mm-hmm. For the most part. No. Basically for the complete part. Um like I'm I'm completely vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even has I didn't even go through that phase of I ain't getting this goddamn vaccination. <laughs> I was like I mean nigga, I've been getting shots my whole life. I'm just keep getting shots. That you know too. I mean? Like that they too. When I went to school, they made me get shots. Like, yeah. 
I've got to take from Damian Lillard. Like, I feel like Damian Lillard had one of the best explanations for vaccination. What did he say? He was like, I mean, I asked him. They told me that I needed it to play in the league and to to for for certain mandates. And I was like, can I take my family with me? And he was, they was like, yeah. So was like, it was kind of a no-brainer for me because, I mean, I've gotten shots a, a lot through my life, and I didn't know what I was getting them for. I don't know right. what they – I didn't even know what they did. Like, I've been a lot uneducated about a whole bunch of shit I've done before this one. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense for me to try to protect my family and 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 myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I've gotten shots with a lot less knowledge than I'm getting with this shot. I've allowed more in my life by tapping agreed to terms and conditions that I've never read. Jesus yeah. Christ, I don't even know what cookies are and I accept all them. Right. Shots. I'm still accepting cookies to this day. Every website I go to. Right. Equinox accept cookies. It's hard <laughs> it's because I try not to accept the cookies and it's like they don't let you on the site. Cookies are basically like the vaccine like they don't let you continue unless you accept the cookies like how how are you going to be able to go live regular life in this world if you don't get the the cookie vaccine you know what i mean right get them cookies for sure get them covid cookies good luck continuing on this website without accepting these cookies that's what it should say right (laughs) because i've tapped it where i'm just like Nah, let me choose what cookies to be accepted. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, this okay. is your right. Here you go. So you got to read each Here one of these. seven pages asking you which cookies you want and don't want. Like, and for uh, every paragraph that you read on each seven of these pages, here's another box that you should read in depth because you want to know what you're accepting. Right. I'll just take the goddamn cookies. <laughs> Jesus, I'm into, I've been eating these cookies my whole life. All right. right. Let me y'all, y'all, you've already admitted that you've already been giving me the cookies. Now you want me to accept the cookies? I'll take the cookies. Are they chocolate chips? No? All right, well, I'm going to eat them anyway. Right. Fucking cookies. All right. Then. Maybe you'll kill me. <laughs> but you probably won't. <laughs> right. And honestly, especially with, like, the cookie shit, like, on my phone, it's like, well, I'm going to continue to use my phone the way I've been using my phone. So I'm going to just go ahead and tap accept. Right. I think that's one of the downfalls of the information age. That we have so much access to information that it clouds the truth. Like the truth. Who said that? It was Denzel. Denzel said that on a red carpet one time. That we're living in an information. He was talking about cookies? No, he was talking about information. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He was talking about cookies that one time. He said, I'm going to leave him something. Yes. <laughs> I'm from right away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving yeah, so. Take the whole plate. <laughs> the whole website. Was really talking about snatching a to-go plate. <laughs> like, you rich-ass nigga. If you don't take your ass home, you don't get, you don't get your chef to cook you something, bro. <laughs> I'm from right away. Yeah. I'm leaving here. So. <laughs> I love it. But I was like, I yeah. tell you, bro, I, that sounds like some shit I would do if I was in too. Absolutely. Like, hold on. Y'all got a room full of food and I was invited here? And I didn't win? Oh, I'm leaving. You got me something. And I'm Denzel? I'm Denzel. 
Who in the fuck in that room is about to tell Denzel Washington he couldn't get a chicken plate? Excuse me, sir. No one says Damn excuse me, sir. <laughs> they say excuse me, Mr. Washington. Yeah. Right. Fact. And they, they'll be damned if they even say that part. Because you stepping out on the limb saying excuse me, Mr. Washington. Like, and who the fuck are you? And who the fuck are you? Uh, right. I'm write this shit down. Now you know. Don't deny Denzel his chicken plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Damn, now I forgot the Denzel quote I actually wanted to say. That's right. fine. <laughs> nah, but the final question I have is um, how do you stay motivated in what you do? Um. Mm, how do I stay motivated? Mm. My friends, my friends motivate me. My peers motivate me. Um, sometimes I lose track of like what I've done. So, it, for example, this year, like I'm, I'm like waiting to hear about like another season for bigger, right? And I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting. Insecure is about to come out. The final season is about to come out, so I'm waiting to see like the response for that. There, there are a lot of things that I've done this year that have not come out yet, and I forget that I've done these things. A little humble flex. I forgot what I've done, and like I feel like I'm not doing shit. I feel like I'm not busy, so I'm like, I'm not doing enough, and I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then like people will be like, hey, didn't you just say, I just saw you on, or folks would be like, yo, I saw what you was doing, you was in a recording studio, what were you doing? It's like, oh, I was recording a voiceover for, for a new animated series. I was recording a voiceover for a video game. I was recording a voiceover for a podcast. And then I remember, like, I have been doing shit. I'm really out here. <laughs> right. But it doesn't feel, it's it's strange. It doesn't feel like I've been doing anything. It doesn't feel like I've been doing enough. And I feel like, well, when is it going to feel like I've been doing enough? Is it ever going to feel like I'm doing enough? And so it takes, like, my friends. It takes people who message me on Twitter or DM me randomly and it's like who congratulate me it takes it takes the community that surrounds me to remind me of like that I'm enough that I'm that as I am as Tristan Winger I am enough Ringler no Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it it, it takes folks remind me Wrangler, excuse me. <laughs> it, it takes folks like kind of like giving me the flowers that they want to give me to remind me that I am enough for myself and just for the world, and I could just be present and understand that like everything that I've done is I'm 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 good. I'm doing shit, and that motivates me to just keep going because I'd be feeling like, damn, this audition for this fucking movie that I really wanted. I ain't get because the director ain't give me no notes, so that must mean that I ain't I ain't shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like no, it just wasn't for you. For sure, it's for somebody else. And what will be for me will be for me. I haven't done a movie yet. I want to do a movie so bad. And I was so close to doing this movie, and then it's like we're going another direction. It's going to be an older person. It's like okay, uh, that just means that it wasn't for me because it's someone who is older. So like it couldn't have been for me if they were somebody older for this role and so I just have to remind myself like I'm doing a good job not to look myself in the mirror and give myself a high five like you're good you're the shit at what you do and I feel like that's something we can all do it's like we are here 
It is 2021. Nigga, ain't no flying cars, but it's 2021. We're doing a good-ass job mm-hmm. without these flying cars, because shit would be a fucking mess if we had flying cars right now. I really wanted it, but we good. We about to have um, airless tires. I've seen that video. That shit is tight. Yeah, that shit's kind of funny. It look real expensive, <laughs> but that shit is tight. And I just bought new tires for my car, too. Yeah. That's the worst. I would love to have them, because I got I got four new tires for my car, and then I got a flat tire on Saturday. Hey, you and know what this finesse I heard about on Twitter? Somebody said, tell me y'all ain't never rented the same car y'all got and switched the tires out. Wait, what? You got you got a Ford Explorer 2018, <laughs> and then you rent you that? rent a Ford Explorer 2018, switch the tires, and then take the rental back. Renting the car for a day was cheaper than four tires. I was like, motherfuckers are conniving and smart as fuck. I'm like, I've never done that. So, but like, goddamn. So like, so then when you go car shopping, you should look for a car that is very rentable. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never have to pay for tires again. <laughs> Man, that means I gotta take both cars to the tire shop and be like, "Hey, so I know this sounds weird, but what we need to do is um, pay him twenty bucks, I want you twenty to extra bucks." I want you to just, okay, twenty extra dollars. I'm gonna give you twenty extra dollars, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I want you to take the tires off of this car and put them on this car. I just want to see what happens. That's what awesome. I'm supposed to do. That sounds like some scammer ass scammy shit. That's <laughs> I mean, scammy as you shit. You are a scammy ass scammer. They from Atlanta. Scammer. I love y'all, Atlanta. They from Atlanta. I don't Atlanta. know where the root of that tweet came from. <laughs> but they said, sure. "Don't." And they act like everybody does it. They said, "Don't act like y'all ain't never done that." Like, <laughs> Niggas always want to say some "Don't act like you ain't never" to some <laughs> shit that they's like, "Nigga, this is questionable as fuck." <laughs> but. I am about to wrap it up. Oh, can I, I ask one more thing? Hell nah. I'm about to wrap it up. Nah, just being a fan of yours, this is a question that I have. Um, mm. What is a biopic that you can see yourself doing? If there was like a dream oh. biopic that you could see yourself doing. Oh. Because I love biopics. That's Biopic a great question. question. Who has a life that I would want to be like? Yeah, let me. Let me. Spike Lee, why not? You would could place would, the fuck out of Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike Lee would be dope, actually. Damn. Spike Lee would be dope. I could definitely be Spike Lee in a Can you pull it off for $12,000? Because yeah. I'll executive produce <laughs> that right now. Yeah, let's go half on that. That's hard as fuck. I could see you playing. Like, again, I'm going to wrap it up on this, and I hope that you don't have nightmares about this in the future <laughs> but in the people i know uh-huh. you have the widest range i have ever experienced you know what i'm saying like the way you embody a character is so good that i'm scared for you why i don't want you to get urkled i don't want you Word. to get i don't want you to get carlton because you're so good at every single role you do that I don't want the world to see you as that one role. Mm. Because you're killing this shit, bro. Like I like I look at you and after the moment, I'd be like, Wow. <laughs> like, this thing is amazing, bro. Thanks. Like Thank you, man. And 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 and, and it's 
more of where I come from because I appreciate funny a lot. You mm. know what I mean? Like, funny is a science to me. It's always been a science to me since I was a little kid. And like, when other people say funny shit, if you really say something funny to me, I'm not laughing. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> that's the fun. The funniest shit I've ever heard. I didn't laugh at. I was just in awe. At. Right. You know what I mean? And I am in awe of your work on a regular basis. So much so that I'm like. Please don't let this be the. Please don't let this be the thing that does it to him because, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think you're gonna. I don't think that's gonna be right. your fate. When I was still at Apple, when I did Insecure, my mm. first two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and then by the time season two premiered, I wasn't at Apple anymore. After the first season, and people were coming in, and it was be like, "What y'all motherfuckers doing with that bouch?" <laughs> Yo, fix my computer. Hey, 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 (laughs) which is dope because it's like it's it's still like I'm reaching people and people are still like that makes me think about like for as many people actually say something to me, there have to be like ten people who don't, right? And who are like, yeah, there have to be. Yeah, there has to be. And sometimes I catch people staring at me, and I don't know why they're staring at me. Because my first thought is like, "Oh shit, look away." That got muscles. I get, I get nervous. <laughs> I'm just like, "Why, why are people looking at me?" Hmm. But then I realize maybe they're looking because they recognize me from my work. Because which I, is a compliment I am a as well. Figure, yeah. Which is something strange to get used to. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't. I think this is what people know me for now. But I, I think that people will get to recognize me as. Who I am, which is Tristan. He's a dope actor. He can do whatever you throw at him. Let's give him offers. Let's not make him audition. Let's yep. just offer him roles and just trust him that he can just do whatever the fuck you need him to do. That's where I want to be. I feel the fuck out of that. Shit. I'm not the best. Task. I'm not the best test taker in auditions or tests. You got but me fucked like, up. You really? You're really good at it to me. Thank nigga. You ain't seen my auditions. <laughs> That's true. I seen your work though, and I know you have to Thank audition. You. You. This is true. Thank you. Because <laughs> you just told me that. You know what I mean? This is true. I did. Fact. So that's gonna be it for us today. Thank you for coming and minding our business. Please proceed to minding your own. Got. Yep. Yeah.